Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Christmas. Hello and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast with me, Danny Pellegrino. And me, Jenna Brister. Jenna, uh, what's your favorite side dish for Christmas Day? Stuffing. Yeah. Oh, you oh, eat Christmas. stuffing on oh, no. Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, <laughs> I thought you were to say Thanksgiving, but no, it's already Christmas. My favorite Christmas side is probably you? quiche. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, I like a, I like a lasagna on, thing, on oh, Christmas Day. Yum. I love a good lasagna, red sauce kind of situation on on -hmm. Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to surprise you with a question when we started off this podcast. Today, we're going to be covering I'll Be Home for Christmas, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Mrs. JTT, Jessica Biel, Mm -hmm. and Gary Cole, of course, from Veep and the Brady Bunch movies. Jenna, shall we take a listen to the trailer? Yes. And then we'll discuss this uh, legendary film on uh, airing on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it, go watch it now or just sit tight, little bear. We're going to discuss it. I want a traditional Christmas with snow and stockings and eggnog and carolers. Jake was looking forward to the best Christmas of his life. Still planning on coming home for Christmas? Yes, sir. He and Allie were flying home to be with his family. Pick you up tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. Until a practical joke. Something wrong, fellas? Changed his plan. All right, Jake, where are you? Changed his wardrobe. I'm in the middle of nowhere, dressed like Santa Claus, being attacked by a killer buzzard. Changed his life. Wish I were dead. I said I wished I were dead. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. This holiday season. Get out of there! Mama's teeth have fallen out of her mouth again. Santa's got a brand new bag. Santa just yammied in your handbag. But now. His unbelievable journey. Come on, Jake. We can make it. Father Christmas, just tell me what you want from me. Is about to become <laughs> something very special. Maybe I should just go with it. Yeah. From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip. Somebody's gonna put this on, act happy. like my elf. How the elves act? Happy. What Disney Pictures invites you. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, don't turn left, don't turn left. To join Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Please send the class. For the ultimate Christmas feeling. Uh oh. Oh boy, wet lap, wet lap. 
Disney's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Check this out. Tell me what's better. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. The first one's good for really little kids. And the second one's good if you want to scare people and watch them run away screaming. Okay, cool. Thanks. Have you let's cool. Jenna, 1998, where were you in 1998? Do you remember? Yes. Seattle, Washington, eighth grade. I, oh. Did you have a Tamagotchi? Did you have a, a what were you into? I was really into Friends mm-hmm. TV show mm-hmm. and um, playing softball. I was like really into softball. What about you? I know we just covered <laughs> Friends on the Thanksgiving episode, yeah. but I saw on Instagram, somebody posted promotional photos of Friends from throughout the years and it said their uh, ages- it was really depressing. Oh. It was really dark sided because I was like, oh, I'm older than them always, pretty much, except for like towards the very end of the series. Yeah. But Kudrow was the oldest, and then Courtney Cox, and then at various ages. Did you read Matthew Perry's book? I just read it. Yes. Oh my God. How is it? I, wonder, uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts about it, actually, okay. which I know that's not what this is about. Because uh, especially we already covered friends, but it's a heavy read, but I found it really fascinating. And I also think some of the facts didn't line up and I don't know. I was confused mm. about it, but okay. So 1998, Wait, where, some of his facts. Yeah. I think some of it was just, yeah, it didn't add he up. He was drunk the whole time. So <laughs> LOL. No, but kidding. No, but yeah, you're right. We're not always our own best witness. We're not we? our best yeah. selves always. Yeah. You know, we, we, People also ask me what and, I did last Monday and I'd be like, I know. Oh, I don't know. And he seems good now. I saw him in interviews and we always want the best for, we want the best for him and everyone. And, and hopefully, yeah, everything's good. And it was a very fascinating read, really quick read. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 1998, where was I? So I was uh, around 12 years old and I, uh, was in Northeast Ohio. I was enjoying life, living large, probably watching Home Improvement with Jonathan Thomas. Yeah. I wasn't a seventh heaven watcher. Were you ever seventh heaven? No. No. It was weird. I tried to dip in when Ashley Simpson was on. (laughs) Yeah. Which she joined the cast or was like had a guest star and I remember tuning in like I saw a commercial on the WB or wherever fuck it aired and I was like oh maybe I better watch this support my girl Ash and then I couldn't do it I think she played like a janitor on it. Oh, amazing <laughs> I feel like I should have liked it but I never even gave it a shot I was so into 90210 Oh yeah, I like yeah. The I like a harder stuff. edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, harder yeah. I edge. Like, I loved the OC yeah. or nine hundred two and zero. Or I didn't yeah. always get into Melrose Place, but I think yeah. I, I needed a darker edge with my teen drama. Me too. Yeah. And no, it's wild. So in this movie, so Jessica Biel, like the villain guy Eddie. Oh yeah, you know, it's like JTT's best friend at college. They dated in real life. Jessica Biel and him. Yeah, and Eddie. Oh my god. Before and during, because he did a stint on Seventh Heaven also. So I think that they actually maybe met on this movie. I'm gonna look at the timeline. Oh, I'm so, interesting. I'm so into timelines on the- Wait, so he was an early uh, this movie was a very early sexual awakening for me not just because of jonathan taylor thomas who i think this looked his best and i remember just being a kid and seeing when this movie came out and being like oh my god no no man has ever looked that good totally and then that boy has like a nude scene in this movie when jgt pulls the towel off that was and you so see the- pivotal for me john <sighs> Like so pivotal and rewatching like, it was like whoa. all of everything came back to me. Yeah. Everything came back and I was like, all of a sudden I was a teen boy or a preteen boy in Northeast Ohio mm-hmm. and it was uh, a lot. Yeah. And that, it goes back to what we were talking about on the Lindsay Lohan episode when we were talking about how these movies, we should get a little sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I think that something. the male leads in these holiday movies, it's good when you show a little something. Yeah. And we got to see a lot. We saw half yeah. a butt cheek. Oh, Adam Lavorgna is his name. So, Eddie. Half a butt cheek. Yeah, half a butt cheek. And then those, what are, the, what are those lines the called? V. The, v. the V. And his 
abs. And I was like, okay, what's happening? Disney plus. Also the fact that this was on Disney plus, I, know. I was like, okay. And meanwhile, we talked about this before too. They had to edit out something from the Santa Claus, the 1-800 spank me moment. Mm-hmm. And yet this airs willy nilly on the Disney plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just on yeah. Disney plus living just living, rent free, live, laugh and loving. Yeah. For the holiday season. I, I did like that. It was, that's a good opening question because yeah, 1998 was such a specific year. You know, it's lights up at Palisades College in California, and there's lockers. That's another funny thing because oh, it's yeah, obviously at shot a at a high school. I know. We don't have yeah lockers. I think they did that back in the day a lot at college movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I remember seeing other college set stuff in their mm-hmm. lockers. Yeah, and they couldn't afford to yeah rent out a college, so they're like okay, let's get this high school. But then, so he gets um, Dave Matthews Band tickets you know, from his nerd friend. And then Beale has a Smash Mouth poster. Yes, on I wanted to talk about the Smash Mouth poster. We have to talk about it. Uh, yeah. That whole bedroom. I, I would have just lived oh. in that dorm for a while because it, every time I looked at somewhere else on the screen, I was like, that's a 99. Even I texted you when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. There was that scene where they were walking down the dorm floor and the whole oh. background extras had the Biore strips on, mm-hmm. which was such a 1998. It was like, that was brand new technology in 1998. Brand new. And I felt like they must have paid a... a big amount of money to get in this big budget Disney film that was theatrically released. This mm-hmm. wasn't a made for TV thing. This is a product. This placement. was theatrical and they all were wearing the Biore strips and that was such a thing. And I think people realize that those aren't a thing. They, I think they still mm-hmm. exist, but I don't know that people really not as Yeah. Not as much anymore. I think people just get facials. When we oh, were man. younger though, remember it was like, let's, oh, yeah. I gotta get that. Neutrogena and like the T zone. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need these oil free pads. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So I do. Oh, so lights up JTT and Beale are dating in college. And I didn't realize until the very end that they, I think were they dating before college too, because they're like neighbors in the end. Oh, I don't remember. Sorry to jump around. But oh yeah. They must the have end, been he, before then. Like, but we don't learn that until the oh, yeah. very end when I'm like, Oh, they're neighbors in New York city. Okay. Oh my God. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Isn't that funny. He's like, he's a sleigh right away from her, their childhood homes. So they must've been high school sweethearts that went to college together. Wait, they didn't even. Okay. Yeah. That was confusing to me. They were also very young looking, which was surprising to me because normally in a college movie, it's like the leads are 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in this one, yes. I was like, Oh, they look 18. And I think they were in real life. They mm-hmm. were 18 ish mm-hmm. children. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica Biel is stunning. She's oh, yeah, stunning. She's, She's always been stunning, still is stunning. Mm-hmm. I get weird vibes from her, and I don't have any other further explanation on that. I just like, I, when I see her, and I don't even follow her on social media or JTT. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, the other JT. Oh my God, wait. She's married to JT, and she was the love interest of JTT. Do you think that they're somehow connected? I think so. There must be some sort yeah, of. She JC must have a JT. JC. Yes. JC, JT. <laughs> but she, had, she has some sort of JT. Thing, because yeah. she's married. Justin Timberlake was love interest of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. There's and a thing. This is something I wanted to ask you too, because mm-hmm. when you look at the leading men in a lot of these movies, they have likable qualities. JTT is so wildly unlikable. Right. He's right. a terrible person. He's running a ga- fake ID ring. Okay. <laughs> All of his friends are weird gangsters who hate him. He's not a like a good. No, he's person. not like especially funny. I feel like if. If they had someone like a Ryan Reynolds who could be kind of that charming skeezy, mm-hmm. which I don't even like Ryan Reynolds. I, yeah. mean, I don't know. He sort of annoys me. Sometimes I like him. But he doesn't have that quality. But what JTT does have is that he's enormously pretty. Yes. Like it's like a, it's a prettiness that I, or an acuteness yes. that I think he's able to get 
by, whereas I don't know what other male, young male would have been able to play it. And you're right, he's super unlikable. Yeah, because like Macaulay Culkin was too character Yeah, and he, Macaulay by that age would have been too rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even when Macaulay was doing Richie Rich, I remember he got too rough around the edges. It was like he started yeah. to get, he started to just age out of yeah. roles. Yeah. And I know he did Party Monster and Saved and was great and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he could have done like a Disney thing. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas, yeah. There's a scene when he's waking up and I know I'm jumping around again, but where he wakes up in the bird, he's face to face with the bird. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I would like to discuss this because like, I love when, Movies really lean into the animal humor. And we talked about that with falling in love or falling for Christmas with mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan. There was a raccoon moment. And this had some bird. What was it like? An, I don't know if it was an eagle. It was or, a vulture. Oh, a turkey vulture. A turkey vulture. Hysterical. Loved it. It was real. You could tell. I mean, it was real and had probably had a handler, you know, and it was like falling around <laughs> the desert in Joshua Tree. It's like, I'm into this. You Do know? you, <laughs> would you want to work with animals? Would you I, rather work with animals or kids? Animals. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I guess kids, I think. I have heavy allergies, so I feel like a turkey oh. vulture, it could be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hungover often. So I think I'm going to be like, um, I think, oh, so I wanted to bring up the thing about Eddie too, because- Just they pull had that already, mic a little closer, oh, yeah. sorry. So they had already been dating. Eddie's the villain. We just call him the villain. Yeah, the villain. Um, and so him and Beale already had a past. They'd already been dating during Seventh Heaven. And so then it's time to shoot this movie. And I'm sure he wasn't big enough to be the lead. They're like, no, JTT's the lead. Yeah. And somehow they're like, okay, you can play, you know, second fiddle. The other guy. But then they spend more time together on the road trip. Oh, yeah. But remember in the, at the start, he's like catcalling. He's like a sexual predator. Yeah. His flirting is very aggressive. He's like, yeah, you're going to end up in the you know seat of my car or whatever, <laughs> butt warmers. And he's reversing and going like <laughs> 10 miles an hour and then smashes into a car, of course. I was like, this is the most chaotic college campus. Yeah, it's very chaotic. And there's also a lot of like weird sexual undertones, not just there. And I posted this on social media, but there's this moment where Jonathan Taylor Thomas is talking to this other guy and it's very sexually charged. And you have to go to my Instagram to see the, the moment I'm referring to, but it's like just heavily sexually charged. I don't know how else to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just there's sexual undertones. And I think that's also a, a time, a, a thing of the era that you don't get as much anymore with these movies. And we often have talked about this on the show is how 90s and early 2000s, they were able to be a little more quirkier than they are now yeah. because now everything's run by committee and you have to hit all these marks and these moments. And back then, things could get by the censors that you couldn't get by now. Yeah. Now, even, I think I mentioned with book writing, they have sensitivity readers. So there's literally one person whose job it is to read through something and say, I'm offended. we can't use that language <laughs> yeah. or, or that could offend this person or whatever, because they want to make sure that you're not going to put something out. And because language is ever evolving and all this stuff, they want to make sure, and that's, I'm assured that that happens with films too, right? Mm-hmm. They make oh. sure that- yeah. And it didn't back in the day. I remember reading, um, and I think Chris Farley's book, like My Life in Three Acts or something like that, the book about him, that during Tommy Boy, it was like Bob Odenkirk and Robert Smigel had wrote the script. But as they were shooting it, they would just throw out most of it. And then they go back to the hotel at night and it was Odenkirk, I think Smigel, Spade, David Spade, and Farley. And they would just write by hand the script for the next day. And it's like, and so there's no time for a studio to read it. But then you get Tommy Boy. Yeah. Which is insane. And that's, and I miss that though. Yeah. Like oh, I want too. them to go back to that style yes. somehow and mm-hmm. do something different because I feel like mm-hmm. 
everything it's so sanitized now and i don't want people to be offended either by the no, way totally. like i want everyone to watch something and feel safe and whatever mm-hmm. so there's really different words like there's words that have different meanings you know right. and that we're becoming more aware of yeah and that's you know? a great yeah. thing but i also think there has to be some sort of balance where I don't know where we're getting uniqueness and we're not sanitizing everything so much. And I'm not some, yeah, I'm not someone who's like, Oh, we need a, I don't know. I feel like, um, who are those comedians? We should have a trigger doing, warning on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like one of those comedians who's always in an interview being like, cancel culture is the worst. Like, and I don't mean it like that. I just mean that there has to be some sort of happy medium where we're not sanitizing everything so much while also not offending people. Yeah, exactly. Like what's that movie? It's definitely not this. I wanted to compare this one. And I want to also, I this. love that we just had that intense conversation about like <laughs> language <laughs> as it regards to I'll be home for Christmas. It's really in-depth conversation about comedy and language. Yes. And, um, oh, I think too, because as I was watching JTT in this, I, I couldn't help but feel like, remember how unlikable Julia Roberts is in Notting Hill? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And my best friend's wedding. Yeah. yeah. Wildly unlikable, but we are given this character and we're supposed to be on their side. But the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, I don't mind Eddie at this point during the road trip. Mm-hmm. He's not that bad of a guy. Compared but, to the other one. Yeah. Um, but JTT. Um, which, we, we also haven't explained that the whole conceit of this movie is oh, yeah. that he's got to be home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's a very loose thread. Like he has to be home by like dinner time, six o'clock or something. On Christmas I think Eve it was, to get his dad's Porsche. To get the Porsche. That's yeah. the whole whole setup for the movie. Yeah. Do you think the dad was hot? Oh, no, I don't know. No, because no, I, do you? usually you do. I do now whenever you watch these, like in Casper, the dad's oh, hot. Yeah. yeah, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, yeah. And then what was the other one we watched? The dad's hot. Jack Tim. Frost, maybe. Oh, Michael Most Keaton. of them. Yeah, but this one, it's the basically the boss from Office Space, Gary Cole. Yeah. Great guy. But I didn't, I wasn't turned on by the dad. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. They should have had a hotter dad. <laughs> they should have had a hotter dad. Yeah, your point, yeah. Definitely, they should have had a hotter yeah, dad. Yeah, so yeah. So no I wanted to bring that cool. up. <laughs> See, I, I don't find him hot because I always think of him in the Brady Bunch movies. Mm. Oh, like yeah, the, I love, love the Brady those. Bunch movies. Brady so Cr- funny. <gasps> Can we do a very Brady Christmas? Oh my God, yes. Oh, when Mike gets caught in the rubble and she's yes, singing, in the, oh, come all you faithful. <gasps> my sister to the, we ball my eyes out. Okay, Wait, we should Jenna, do that. Yeah, we, we should do, do that. Christmas. We should find that. I bet, um, I think it's on Hulu actually. Oh, okay. But Gary Cole wasn't in that one, but he, that's those, that's the like original Brady Bunch cast. Yeah, the Ridge. Yeah. And, Oh yeah, so um, you're right. That's Wait, the idea of the movie. He has to make it home. I'm sorry, Jenna, can I interrupt you for a second? Yes, of course, yeah. Can I go off on a tangent? Since we brought up the Brady Bunch movie, yes. I have to discuss something that's been on my mind, and I I, mean, I have to okay, just just settle in. Okay, so I've been rewatching Alf on Peacock, the yes. '80s movies. You know, I'm obsessed with the show uh, from the 1986 1990. And while I was watching it, of course, you know, I get obsessed with something. I can't just like it a little bit. I become obsessed with it for a couple months, becomes my personality, and then I'll let go of it. I'll move on to something else. But so when I started becoming obsessed with Alf, I got online and was like researching Alf stuff. Now, Alf has a Christmas special. I believe it's season two or season three. Not the first season Christmas episode. It's like one of the later ones. It's called a very special Alf Christmas. Okay. One of the most wild fucking things ever. Okay. So I was rewatching from the beginning season one, but then I had read about how batshit insane this Alf Christmas special is. (laughs) So I decided to skip ahead and watch this Christmas special. And Jenna, I, okay, I, 
So the whole series, Alf basically is always in the Tanner household because he's an uh, alien. He can't go out anywhere else. So every episode, which is another interesting tidbit that I've read about how they had to write the show where he's always in the house. And so by the season four, they ran out of fucking storylines because they weren't able to get the main character out of the house. Mm-hmm. But for the Christmas special, they get Alf out of the house. He goes to a children's hospital where kids are dying. He has this very intense conversation with the young child about mortality. And he has a tear in his eyes. The puppet has a tear, okay, because he's cry- talking to a dying child, okay? So you would think that would be enough for the Alf Christmas special, right? But no. Buckle up, Jenna, because <laughs> it doesn't end there. <laughs> He leaves the dying young lady. He gets caught in the hospital elevator and has to deliver a baby. No, no. (laughs) Swear to God. A puppet delivered a baby. Alf delivers a baby in an elevator. Oh, gosh. Delivers a baby in an elevator, just like what happened on, I think that happened on Saved by the Bell, too. Didn't Zach have to deliver Belding's baby or some shit like that? Yeah. Because of an earthquake? Okay. So you think (sighs) the dying kids and delivering the baby, that's enough for the seasonal elf holiday special right mm-hmm. no nope we're nope. not done yet no it's a half hour show it's a half hour show <laughs> a, this was an extra long episode or a double two-parter but okay so we got the dying kids we got the birth in the <laughs> elevator where alf acts doing as the, the delivery nurse the world. <laughs> okay. they finally got him out of that they tanner household and they were like, like <laughs> we're gonna shit. do all the storylines <laughs> yeah. that we weren't able to do before. okay so then one of the hospital workers okay is this depressed man so Alf is trying to get back to the cabin. Oh, this is crazy. And people tune in for I'll Be Home for Christmas. They're going to get mad at me for talking about the Alf Christmas search, but you have to watch it. It's insane. It's also very maudlin. Okay. Because oh. here's what happens when he goes with the hospital worker who's depressed, gets in the truck with them to go on a snowy Christmas Eve to try to get back to the Tanner cabin where they're staying. The guy who's driving the truck who worked at the hospital who's depressed stops on a bridge. No. Yes, Jenna. He... Gets out of the car. Alf! <laughs> and Alf has to stop this man from ending his life because the man literally parks the car. Alf's in the back seat, and the guy doesn't know that Alf's a real live alien, thinks Alf is like a toy. Yeah. So Alf has to get out of the truck and stop this man from jumping off the bridge. He comes alive, scares the shit out of this scares man. Scares the shit out of this man. And then they go to the cabin, live happy ever, happily ever after. This. Okay, this is why he shouldn't leave the house. He has the most chaotic life on earth. Is that not the craziest thing? Jenna, okay, you have to watch this it. It's a Christmas special. I know. I know. And it's wow. so depressing. And literally, you watch it, and it's legitimately sad and like crazy. <laughs> I have to watch that too. And you ha- it's on Peacock, at okay. least of the, as of this recording. It's wild. And I had read about it. The only reason I skipped ahead, and the whole rest of the series is like so funny and silly, and it's just this wisecracking yeah. puppet. Yeah. And then they have this Christmas special, and I, during my research, showed it's like a big thing. Like, it's a cult thing that people think it's nuts, and people watch it, and they analyze it. And it's like this thing, because it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I hope I, speaking of language, I hope I talked about that respectfully in terms of this man who was trying to end his life. But that's what happened in the episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. It's like, and, that's what happened. And thank God Alf was there. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, the things that Alf did that one Christmas he's Eve. He's a saint. That one Christmas Eve in the rest of his life, he's sitting in that Tanner house and not, you know, yeah, doing not nothing. Yeah, not helping the community. I mean, they need on. to let him out more. He's changing lives. <laughs> I mean, that one what, little that girl, a- I think, did die in the end. 
Uh, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Spoilers. The funniest part to me, though, is you can like literally see the tear in Alf's eye. <laughs> oh, that's so like somebody funny. had to go to set and like there had to be a PA or someone who had to yeah. drop water like, droplets like a, in the puppet's a tube, eye. <laughs> a tube through his head, you know, I think. Well, oh, that does crazy. correlate directly to I'll be home for Christmas because when he's in the van with that guy who's hilarious, by the way, that guy eating the burger. And I love you know, how you on just the connected trip. the Elf Christmas oh, yeah. special to this, <laughs> to this because they're in the stole the van, the stolen van. That guy's driving the burger, almost hits him, and they're driving along. And he just happens to have an Elf suit, and then they get pulled over by the cops. And so right. JTT, being the piece of shit he is, gets in the driver's seat and is like, "I'll handle this," and then makes up this story of. Um, that they're going to a children's hospital, the Cliff's Edge, right? Is the Cliff's name. Edge, Cliff's Edge Hospital, and to deliver things. And then, of course, the cop wants to go with them, and now they really have to give away all of the stolen merchandise in the back of the van, which everyone has a change of heart there. Um, but again, it's like I think it was that moment where a sick child in the hospital was like, "They're like, what? What do you offer Christmas?" He goes, "To see my brother, the my brother Mario and my hermana, you know." And uh-huh. then um, immediately it changes everyone's lives. Right. The burglar's like, "I'm going back home." I don't need the stolen merch. What's funny about it all is that like we have these big schlocky like or, or these big broad comedies like sitcoms or these Christmas movies or even we talk about Home Alone and yet when it's a holiday version of these things they they have to somehow force the maudlin in. They have to force kind of that serious emotional core. To There's these burglars movies, in all these movies <laughs> where they wouldn't normally in like a burglar movie or a kids yeah. movie. I think of like baby's day out. I don't know why that just came. Do you remember that movie? That Absolutely. just, for some reason, that's what came to mind. But like, I don't remember them having to like shoehorn in a, a sick hospital kid. Yeah. And yet in, a Christmas movie, they have to somehow find that emotional center. The meaning of Christmas. <laughs> so even in an ALF episode, mm-hmm. or I'll be home for episode. Christmas, they have to find. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, wait, I got some trivia for you. Oh, yeah. Ready? Yeah. This is all courtesy of IMDb because that's as much oh, yeah. research then, as I do. On then here. I have some more. We have to talk about Nolan, the guy oh, driving please. the van. We have please. so much. Wait, to talk did about. I interrupt you about Nolan? No, no, no not at all. Okay, no, okay. So the film's trailer shows a little boy urinating on JTT's lap, and the scene was cut from the film. So oh. we need that released on the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. That's so bonkers. Do you remember? That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> do you remember how there was like all those calls for Zack Snyder to release the Justice League, like? director's cut i feel like we need to start the 
I'll be home for Christmas director's yeah, cut. Yeah, like, in the Santa Clauses. Release the... Release, reshoot the original release script. Release the JTT's Murder him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, which is, I think, both one of our favorite songs. Oh, I had my first kiss to that song. <gasps> Tell me. Yeah. To the year 2000, that album was out and my first kiss ever to... Do you remember where it was? or like My parents' basement. It was wow. my first boyfriend ever. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was so sweet. My we dressed like JT or JC for Sadie's. We got the orange cable net that. turtleneck and the dark denim jacket. Sadie's Hawkins. Sadie dance. Hawkins dance. Yeah, oh, we were, we were JC. <laughs> so wait, were you okay? Wait, were you dancing to while kissing, or was no. it like you were in a different room or something? Yeah, it was like a in the winter, and we were doing homework. Oh. We had our first kiss. It was isn't that cute. And so, so that was wholesome. just playing over like a loudspeaker. Yeah, thing? I just had it in my like little CD boombox. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> My first kiss was behind a Dairy Queen. In oh Ohio. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that um, plays it. I think it premiered in this movie. That song, maybe. Wow, I don't know. Cool. That doesn't say that, but I think it actually did premiere. But how funny because then uh, Jessica Biel married one of the NSYNC <gasps> members. Oh yeah. And Jonathan. Oh, this is interesting. Speaking of ages, oh, this makes sense. Although Jake and Allie, Jessica Biel and JTT were college students, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel were both minors at the time of the film. At the time of filming, so they were 17. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, um, oh, this is interesting. Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character, Jake, being unconscious in the desert where he meets the turkey vulture, yeah. uh, mirrors what happens to Simba, the character he voices in The Lion King, when he wakes up after the stampede. Wow. <laughs> that is fascinating trivia, actually. That's good. That is good. Uh, okay, so near the beginning What's when Jake. That? Oh, and remember the first thing out of his mouth when he wakes up? He goes, I wish I were dead. <laughs> I was like, dude, oh my God. it's dark. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, okay, none of this other stuff is good, I don't think. Oh, the first, this is interesting, the first live-action Disney movie to use a logo variant in the uh, in which the variant is the logo, but with Christmas lights. So you know how at the beginning of the movie when they show the Disney logo? This was the first Disney movie to put Christmas lights on it. Oh, that's nice. And the first to do something different than what the other movies were doing. And now I feel like they do that all the time. If you watch, I don't know, I think the thing that's coming to mind is like Pirates of the Caribbean. They show like a pirate ship mm-hmm, yeah, and over the Disney logo Whatever. and missed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is. And there was a moment too, when he's in the van with Nolan, that guy who's like the slow burglar, you know, and they're just driving along in that creepy van. Love it. And when uh, Eddie and Jessica Biel drive by, in mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. I just love the idea that they're driving from California to New York and they are neck and neck on this highway mm-hmm. the entire time. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm down. And just go with when that. JTT was like, that's my, that's my lady. And Nolan's like, that's Mrs. Claus in a sleigh with another man. And he says, Mrs. Claus is letting another man down her chimney. That two timing hoe. <gasps> he says Disney Plus. I was like, I paused it and rewound it. And I was like, how, how did they get away with that? <laughs> Wait, can I mean, I it was the nineties. It was the nineties. Okay, this reminds me of something and I'm going to take you on another journey really yes. quickly. Are you okay with that? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm go. not interrupting. I'm you strapped right. in. Okay. Strap it. Okay. So I was just watching on my YouTube channel, I sound crazy when I record this podcast, I feel like, because the things that I do with my spare time are nuts. But I was on YouTube and the thing showed up where it was Miss Piggy on live with Regis and Kelly. (laughs) And Miss Piggy was there promoting the Wizard of Oz movie she did in 2005 with Ashanti, which is a crazy sentence. (laughs) It's a crazy sentence. But Miss Piggy, they ask her if she's watching Desperate Housewives because it's 2005 
in any celebrity that was on a talk show had to basically talk about Desperate Housewives because it was in the zeitgeist. So she says, Miss Piggy says, uh, yeah, you know, I don't really understand what's going on right now with the plot. Like, it's getting crazy on Desperate Housewives, but of course I watch it. And she says, and that James Denton, you know, wow, he's so hot. I love that James Denton, you because know, Miss Piggy's like her whole performance is always like flirty and yeah. horny and She's all that. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Regis says, I bet you wish you would clean your pipes. Oh my gosh. Regis. You can visibly see Kelly like is in shock. You know, like Kelly doesn't, is like, okay, where do we go? And they go to commercial. But it's you like, have to. I mean, it Reg- showed up on my thing and I was like, oh my God, this is like crazy. He literally just says, I bet you wish you, could. and then you can see the puppet performer being like, where do I go? Like, you know, <laughs> this is off script. There's and then two it cards. Goes. Regis is free balling. Regis. And it just goes to commercial, but like it's Kelly's face is in pure shock and terror. And I don't know why I saw it, but it showed up on my thing. And it just reminded me of what you were just saying, where it's like this craziness that's happening. And this was on live talk show with Kelly and Miss Piggy and yeah. Regis. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. It's such a, but there was a different era. It was a different era. You could it was do those just a different, kind of things. Yeah, in the old world, you could get away with that weird stuff. Oh, yeah. I need to so, stop watching puppet stuff. Oh, never, <laughs> never. Um, can we talk about the SantaCon 5K he gets involved yes. in to win yes. money? Wait, when you were in New York, did you ever go to like... Is it is that's not a it's, running thing, though, right? Oh, yeah, no, it's just a bar crawl, I think. So what is that? I don't that? think I've ever dressed up for it. It's I think... There's a bar crawl route. I know Chicago does it too. So is it but called it's a big Santa Santa's. Con? Yeah. Santa Con. And a bunch of bars do specials. If you dress up like Santa, it's like a dollar for a something. But I feel like I've, I've seen it on up. social media and I wasn't sure if it was a race or if it was. Oh, yeah. This one is oh, just so a, this bar is a bar crawl. Mm-hmm. I don't. When I lived in Chicago, I don't remember that. But yeah. Maybe I just missed it. I, I remember seeing. Because, you know, I. I never participated in it, but when you're out on the streets, seeing so many Santas like drunk throwing up, uh-huh. it's like a, a image that sticks in your mind. Yeah. I was in my early twenties, you know, and I remember being like, there are a lot of Santas just barfing on the street right now. And that must <laughs> be traumatizing really for the local kids. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. But, Interesting. But so he joins that five, he ends up in a 5k to win money. Cause, oh, that's the other thing too. So you're right. The plot is that he has to get back home to get the Porsche and, and, but also get his girlfriend back, but he's just down on his luck all the time. Yeah. But he's also like not a good person. What I like but about this movie is that he still is like a two timing snake and yeah. he's always lying to locals until, you know, I think he wins the race and then gives the money back to the mayor. Cause he, this <laughs> is why the mayor always wins every year. And then he uses the donates the money for turkeys for people in need who can't afford turkeys. And I'm like, there's other ways to do that besides running a 5k right. mayor. If you're the mayor, you have other powers. Right. Well, I'm of the opinion that people play fast and loose with running rules where it comes to charity, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like people are just doing all sorts of connecting charities to running. I feel like it's just gotten out of hand. It's out of hand. Like, let's just donate the money or let's do find some other way. Like, I don't understand the connection so much with running and, mm-hmm. and I'm, a, I'm a runner. I like running. Yeah. I love running, too. but I just don't, I don't know. And I, I know people will do the marathon or something and they, they're raising money for it. Mm-hmm. And so they'll ask you, they'll say, I'm running the marathon for this. Can you donate? And it's like, well, why can't you just ask me to donate? Like, what does it have to do with the running? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that grinching of me? No, no, no. It's kind of like what we're talking about shoehorning multiple things in. It's yeah, like, back to the age old, you know, <laughs> the trope. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even support, uh, 
Look, I'm proud of people who run marathons. Have you ever run a marathon? I've done half marathons. Okay. Yeah. See, I can get on board with a half marathon, yeah, but to me, a marathon tough. seems yeah. not healthy for the body. Yeah. I like, couldn't, I couldn't. I always hear about people's nipples bleeding. Yes. That happens. The nipple chafing Mm-mm. and then your knees That's and not stuff. Okay. Yeah. I did the rock and roll half marathon here in LA and it's around Halloween. So everyone dresses up in costume, oh, that's which true. is so fun. Yeah. But, um, a 5k is more my speed. Yeah. Like, me dressed as Santa in a 5k. That sounds like something I could do when I used it's to like do CrossFit. I remember they would do like holiday workouts on the mornings of a holiday. So like Thanksgiving, they would have a big Thanksgiving workout. And I think about that now I'm like, why the fuck would I be doing any sort of holiday workout? Like, it's a holiday. You're not supposed to be working out. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of like dressing as Santa on like a December 15th where it's not Christmas Eve. Yeah. But maybe a little bit before. Before. I wanted to ask you about this too. With lights up when his dad was like, are you going to come home for Christmas? And he was like, oh, my dad's new wife or whatever. Mm. He hates his stepmom, Carol, who was a lovely person. She seemed nice. Yeah. Because dad remarried after 10 months. Like the mom passed away, got remarried. But I'm like, yeah, that's fast. But also, like, you have two kids. He's a single dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you really blame him? I don't know. I get that. But what what are your thoughts on that? Because... Well, specifically with these movies, the holiday movies, they can never just have them in a divorce. Like, it, I guess the Santa Claus did a divorce. But usually, they always have to have the ex being passed away. Yeah. And sometimes I just wish... I think that's probably what I like about the Santa Claus movies, is it's like, yeah, my ex is just an asshole. Like... Scott Calvin was an asshole, so the mom got rid of him. Mm -hmm. Instead of having to be like, well, the mom or dad passed, and they got remarried, and that whole thing. It's like, just let's let people get divorced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they can still be alive. Yeah. 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 And I... The mom, the the new stepmom, she seemed nice. Like I, they didn't make her like an evil stepmother or something like that. She so was really was like, cool. She seems nice and cool. She was very 1998. That whole house. Yes. Every time they would cut to them opening or answering the phone in that house, it was like something about that cordless phone brought a chill to my spine. It was like mm-hmm. that kitchen, the wood cabinets, the wood cabinets, the I wallpaper. I felt like I was in 1998. Yeah, exactly. Like in everyone's perfect Christmas home. Oh, oh, so he gets. I think at the last, oh, we'd have to talk about the the liver uh, debacle or the the stunt, the liver yeah, the, stunt. the cold organ in the bus. How he sees that man with an ice cooler, and then like gets <laughs> like I, I think I must have I don't know sneezed and missed like what was going on because next thing I knew he's like we have to get this liver to this town, you know, where Allie is, you know, and again with like the sick kid, like I was like this is the trope again, like we have to get this liver on ice. To this woman and it's Allie. Don't you feel like as a writer, that was something where they needed to expand the script or something. And so they were like, okay, we got to add another set piece in, or Mm -hmm. we need to do, we need to, it's too short or something. Mm -hmm. Like add in a set piece. And they're like, I got it. A liver organ. We got a whole, (laughs) we'll have to get get a chicken cutlet and some ice (laughs) and then we're done. Yeah. It's (laughs) we'll add in a turkey vulture and a liver. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Lights up. And then, oh, so then he's in uh Oh, so then he's in the plane cargo hold with Ringo. He doesn't have an ID. And so he sneaks onto the airplane in, the, in a dog crate. In the dog crate. <laughs> I know. But wait, the other thing was he had the money to buy the ticket. Like he got the money to his get the sister, ticket. Yeah. His sister bought the ticket. But then, so that just money went to waste because yeah. he ended up just going in the dog crate. Exactly. That pissed me off. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he didn't have an ID, which- And the poor dog too. Yeah, in 1998, I don't think you actually needed an ID to get on a plane. Oh, I don't I really that. think pre-9-11- Shit was so different at airports. I've talked to people too who were like able to do it roundabout, you know, if you don't have a driver's license on you. 
So oh. part of me thinks he should have been able to sweet talk his way onto the plane. You know, now with clear, do you have clear? No, but I need to. Oh, I have clear. And I, I always, I always like it because I think I, if I were to lose my ID or something, cause mm-hmm. it just takes your eyeball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I don't need my ID. Yeah. And you don't, they don't, I don't know. I, I kind of think it's all bullshit not to get into more serious conversation, but it's like, I don't understand the shoes situation. Why are we still oh, taking shoes off? We should get over the shoes. Some thing. of it just needs to, I, I, it's like fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear about this? I think this last week, a woman tried to sneak a gun in a raw turkey or raw chicken. Oh in a yeah. Flo- Florida airport. And she was just going to Florida or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she just put a gun, gun into a bird's ass. Yeah. And so I'm like, forget the shoes. I know. know Let's focus on the people. Let's focus on the people. I remember when I was coming home, I had my mom bought me all the like pumpkin bread mixes that Mm -hmm. I like in Ohio. And I was coming home and they like took them all out of bags that I had some sort of drugs or something. Stop me. I was like almost missed the flight because of my pumpkin bread, quick bread mix. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are we concerned about that for? Exactly. I got, I went to New Orleans and coming back, they had, they pulled me aside confiscated all of my Cajun seasonings because they said that it basically is like dynamite. It could be dynamite. They're like, what's in this Cajun seasoning is there's like cayenne pepper (gasps) or like traces of like gunpowder or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, good to know before I ingest it. I'd rather, you know, not eat it. But I was like, wait, so but don't sell it at the gift shop. Rewind. Yeah. This woman with the gun up the carcass of a turkey. Yeah. Why? Wait. So she just, was it a raw turkey? It was a raw turkey. No, Why a raw chicken, be- a raw chicken. So I think she, she thought was just that traveling with a raw they chicken? would think it was bones or they'd be like, there's no way. I think she was like, there's no way they'll know there's a gun in here. Oh my and God. I don't blame her for that logic. <laughs> but wow. I, I don't know, just drive. Where, <laughs> if where you was need, she if going? You need, I don't know. I'll, re, I'll research it. But we, yeah, like, just drive there. We need to do a whole Thanksgiving episode next year about her. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Or just put the turkey on uh, chicken on ice and take the bus. I guess it takes some, like a turkey, I'm thinking at least does take a few days to thaw. So I, I sort of understand that, but. Do we have frozen chicken? But, frozen chicken. Yeah, it'd be frozen. And then also, doesn't it get like liquid everywhere? Like it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the gun part this of it a out. a sloppy just, plan on yeah. her part. I mean, she got caught. Yeah, good. I bet if good. she was like, she if you really hell. planned it. Yeah, totally. I'm like, also, why do you need that gun on, on, you know? Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, well, that's my issue is just like, I feel like. We do more f- about shoes on airplanes than yeah. we worry about gun stuff. And aerosols. And it's like, let's maybe flip the importance here. Yeah. I've had my hair searched before. How does that yeah. happen? Yeah. I've had, I have like long wavy hair, but one time it was up in a messy bun and they're like, ma'am, please step aside. And I was like, oh, okay. And then a woman came over, an officer, and was like, it was nice actually. It was like a scalp massage, oh, nice. checking my messy bun for, I don't know, a knife or something. Yeah. I was like, guys, you know, there's okay. Like, this, is, this is gross, and I apologize to our listeners for saying it, but I'm going to anyway. There's like porns now where it's like the the setup of the porn is like <gasps> TSA. Yeah, do, do you know no. what I'm talking about? Like, no, I've never yeah, seen this. Well, one. at least in the gay community, there is. It's like where a guy is getting going through the airport security or something, and he's getting padded down, and then it turns into them, you know, going at it. Do they rent a real airport set, or do they build a fake terminal? Um, it's like build, build a fake terminal. There's this one studio called like men.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> send me the link to it. I want to see I'll this. show you. I mean, I, I can't think of like a specific one, we'll link but it I've in our seen story. it a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to link it in the story. Don't worry, you guys. We'll play a trailer here that's such for, a, the, for the, that's such a 
fun setup. Interesting. Yeah. But you know, with the with porns, mm-hmm. they run out of ideas too. It's much like Christmas movies. It's just like Christmas with movies. It's the exact same thing where it's like <laughs> we're tropes. starting to parody the tropes. We're starting to parody. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do everything from parodying Marvel movies mm-hmm. to whatever. So that's what's happening in the Christmas universe. And it's also what's happening in the gay porn universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Connections. Connections. We as a people. Um, oh, there was a one moment too at the end when he's running. So he finally gets to the town. And he's basically on foot running through traffic mm-hmm. to get back to his house from the from the Metro North. And he go- goes up to the, a woman's driving alone in her car and he starts banging on her window and he's like, hey, lady, give me a ride. And I was like, he's learned nothing on this journey. Mm-hmm. You don't run up to a, a woman alone in her vehicle and demand for, stop a man. Mm-hmm. You should bang on some man's uh, truck drivers. He's yeah. learned nothing in this journey. I just saw on TikTok, uh, Chris Evans, who was just named Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine, there is footage of him from the first Captain America movie, I believe it is, where he's running through the streets of New York and he's barefoot because he just woke up after a hundred years being frozen or whatever. <laughs> and they put him in fake feet and it's the creepiest looking thing because he's literally wearing like puppet fake feet. Weird. So it looks like he's barefoot, but it's really like these. Those like Vibram running shoes. That, yeah, they're like the five. Yeah, but they yeah. look, they're Ugh. like, look like his feet. Creepy. It's so weird. Creepy. I don't know why. Oh. I just had to think about that. Jenna, any final thoughts about I'll Be Home for Christmas um, or anything that we haven't covered that we need to discuss? Um, yes. My favorite thing at the end, and this is, well, I mean, okay, so he gets back, but he gets the sleigh from the parade that makes no sense um, and goes to Jessica Beale's house. So then I learn after this whole time that they were neighbors growing up, um, hijacks her. She doesn't have a family, by the way, but she's like in a crop top and a leather jacket decorating her tree. I was like, I'm into it. And then- they get back to his house and there's a moment where he finally accepts, you know, his stepmom, Carolyn, oh, yeah. because she asked at the start on the phone, she's like, what's your sweater size? And she's like, is it a 38? And his olive branch is, so uh, I'm actually a 36. And then he's like, what about you? What's your size? He asks her her size. I was like, this is so. That's how they connect. And then she goes, eight, I'm a size eight. And I was like, this is the most 90 shit ever right, isn't that right. funny like th- whoever wrote that was like that's how they're gonna connect he's gonna buy her what, a pantsuit <laughs> in the future he's gonna go to a the blouse house. i remember my mom used to shop at a place called dress barn oh yeah totally which also like why are women shopping in a place with the word barn in the title oh i know yeah burlington coat factory, oh, coat factory. Yeah. yeah i used to shop yeah. there yeah. yeah but you're right factory barn like we yeah. don't need a factory barn to buy no. your clothing no uh you know what's fascinating to me is that as we're wrapping up this recap of I'll Be Home for Christmas, I just want to say, I just watched this movie about a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I've seen it a million times. Yeah. And you're giving me facts because you just watched it last night, mm-hmm. and I watched it a week and a half ago. And it's like a, I'm being presented a new movie. Like, you're telling me things, and I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> any of that happening. And I just watched it. And I, I didn't even just pass. I literally said, I was texting you as I was mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah. I, I wasn't passingly watching it and yet you're saying things and i'm like i don't remember any of that and i've seen, seen it a million times and that's something what those is 90s, that about yeah i think you're right it goes back to that idea like you can they throw a lot at us you mm-hmm. know and even having like nolan in the van and then the cop who you know had pulled them over he's basically like turns jtt into a couples therapist mm-hmm. makes him go back to win his wife back in kansas because it helps the road trip but i was like this is crazy yeah like a lot of batches yeah, a lot of you have to pee. Yeah. yeah, well, we're done here. We're wrapping up. Jenna, uh, this was so fun. I'll this be home for so Christmas fun. on Disney Plus. I uh, we uh, home improvement. Go pee. I'll wrap this okay. up. Go pee. 
I can get say goodbye. You're at Jenna Brister on Instagram. I'm at Jenna Brister. <laughs> Uh, and this is too a much JTT, eggnog. too much eggnog. This is a JTT recap. We're going to be trying to cover the new Santa Claus TV series, which is also airing on Disney Plus, which is JTT's Home Improvement co-star. And I've been seeing footage of this uh, interviews with Tim Allen and all that kind of stuff. And I haven't seen it as of this recording. I think it'll be out by the time you guys hear this episode. But I've only been seeing footage of Tim Allen and company on uh, red carpets and all of that. And, and I'm just getting so excited to see it because. I don't know. I'm just excited. But what else do we have coming forward? We're going to be trying to cover some other holiday classics. And then I also am going to be providing a little sneak preview, or not a sneak preview, but a a chapter of my audiobook. My book came out last March. And there will be an episode on the podcast feed with a Christmas theme chapter for my book, How Do I Unremember This? So Hopefully you will all listen to that, enjoy that, and go pick up my book. It's a great holiday gift. Get it for a friend. You get everything iconic.store. If you go to that website, you get a signed copy of my book, How Do I Unremember This? Or you can get a hardcover on Amazon. Right now, I think it's $12.99, which is a great price. Stocking stuffer. Get it as a stocking stuffer. Put it in your friend's stocking. And then as soon as this holiday season's over, I promise, I will stop promoting the book. And I know it's annoying. It's exhausting. I get it. But for now, I'm going to tell you to get it. $12.99. Stocking stuffer. Get it. Or you can get the audiobook. And you'll hear a sneak preview of that audiobook here on the A Very Merry Iconic Podcast podcast feed. And then on Instagram, follow us. At a very merry iconic podcast, Jenna's back from the bathroom. I'm back. Jenna, I just vamped. <laughs> good. I was gonna say, just vamp it up. I did plugs this for my book. So, oh, I good. Did, I, we did. Yeah, I yeah. Vamped. I did plugs. Um, also, we might as well mention that a JTT has resurfaced here in Hollywood. Remember, I sent you we, those paparazzi oh, yeah, photos yeah. from vaping. I think yeah, he's vaping and walking some of his dogs. We need to get him on the pod. Yeah, totally. Is your fly still down? Yeah, your sorry. fly was down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this yeah. out. So and, um, sorry to everyone listening that has yeah, to hear about like Jenna's sound, bathroom. Super sound so. effects. Yeah. Jenna's back from taking a deuce. <laughs> it, was, it was just, just a numero uno. Um, but I had a... Uh, yeah, that'd be so fun to run into him. But I think... Yeah, I... I don't know if I ever watched this movie again. What about you? I'll probably put it on and like not remember any of it. Yeah, if the Wait, dad the, was hot, there, I need there is one thing that I wanted to mention that we, we didn't mention it before yeah. we go. The, I think what I do respond to about this movie is that it takes me back to when ABC used to do a, "It's a Wonderful." What, the, remember the Disney? Um, they do on Sunday nights. They do a, a "Wonderful World of Disney." Yeah, and they would show a movie, and I feel like they used to show this movie around that time when I was in that pocket of that age range. Jingle all the way. Jingle all the. They would show yeah. the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. They'd show mm-hmm. "I'll Be Home for Christmas." They had a Kirstie mm-hmm. Alley movie where she played a tooth fairy like that. Oh, and so this movie, even though it was made for theatrical, I associate it with the "Wonderful World of Disney," and it mm-hmm. brings me like that warmth. And it's I don't think it's a good movie. It's actually, I believe, a terrible movie. Yeah, he's a bad. Like, he's not a good guy. <laughs> Eddie actually wins me over by the end. Yeah, you love Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, because he's like, oh, this is the other thing too that Eddie and Jessica Biel are on the road trip, and he's like, "What does he have that I don't?" And she's like, "Well, you know, he's clever." And then sometimes I get chills because he like says really interesting things. I'm like, "Not, no, that's not enough." <laughs> you know, just chills. I chills because he quoted some E. e. Cummings. You know, or Hemingway, oh, yeah, yeah, like it was yeah, a, yeah. a Hemingway poem that he said, your hands are smaller than the rain. And Jenna, that like was it for him. We've <laughs> recorded upwards of like probably 50 episodes of this podcast. And I feel like you remember more from I'll Be Home for Christmas than anything else. Like, 
because you're, you're so telling right. me these facts and you're not even looking at any notes or anything. <laughs> like this is all from memory. And I know you just said you're not going to watch it again, but I feel like you have a connection to this movie that I, I haven't seen from any of the other movies we've done. Like, that is so not funny. a single other one. Like I remember us talking about uh, all the Home Alones. We've done a bunch of Grinches. We did yeah. uh, Santa Claus. We did a uh, hundred movies. Cranks. Cranks. Like, and I'm but, quoting from memory. This is like you're not looking down at your phone. This is like very. You're giving me things like this fact. That, remember when that happened and this happened and that happened. The character names. Like you're giving me all this stuff, and I feel so uh, wildly unprepared. So I think that you, maybe you should watch it again. Maybe I should because I think that you like it more once than you a year. Think. Yeah. Maybe this is my new Grinch. This is it. And speaking of, we're going to go now because oh, we yeah. have to record our Grinch part three. We have more thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> A little mini episode. Yes. All right. I love you, Danny. Love you the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 